You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati, marhaban bikum. Fi al-hawar al-siniyya al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Hi everyone, welcome back to China Africa Talk, the program that brings you news and discussions from a Chinese and African perspective. I'm your host, Bridget Mutampirwa, and today my two guests and I are delighted to walk you through a discussion on ecotourism in China and ecological environments suitable for ecotourism. Now, just a bit of a background to our topic, and listeners, please note that our area of reference here is in Zhejiang province, located in the southern part of the Yangtze River Delta, and it is a pioneer in pursuing rural revitalization through the improvement of the ecological environment. And since its Green Rural Revival Program initiated 20 years ago, forest coverage in rural areas in the eastern Chinese province alone has exceeded 60%. So the Green Rural Revival Program actually promotes economic development and ecological conservation in China and injects positive energy into the harmonious coexistence between man and nature on a global scale. Now, in 2018, it earned the top United Nations Environmental Honor and won the Inspiration and Action category of the Champions of the Earth Award for the transformation of a once heavily polluted area of rivers and streams. Business-wise, Zhejiang's ecological environment has fostered ecotourism in the region, attracting many entrepreneurs to start their businesses. And among them, joining our discussion online is Grant Horsfield from South Africa, who founded the Naked Stables, situated in the Mogan Mountain. Grant, a great honor to have you joining us. Yes, uh, thank you so much for having me. Also joining us in the discussion to share more on sustainable tourism is Ms. Coco Tang. She is the founder of Colorful Earth, co-founder of Vine Tree Tourism, and board member of Global Sustainable Tourism Council. Ms. Tang, I'm honored to have you join us. Hi, everybody. All right, Grant, could you tell the listeners a little bit about Naked Stables, where it is, and what inspired you to set up a retreat there? Sure. I think let me start with what inspired me. Okay. Uh, the truth is that coming from South Africa, we are blessed, like very few other places in the world, with incredible natural geography natural lifestyle uh, that we live in mm. South Africa. It's a very healthy, outside, outdoorsy lifestyle. And I guess growing up in South Africa, I grew up in a small town of Neisner and in, in Eastern Cape. I went to a boarding school, which was in the bush. Mm. And most of my life was, you know, in nature. And when I first got to China, I was an entrepreneur before getting there. And but I came to China with a very distinct purpose of wanting to sell to the Chinese. Okay. I wanted to bring something from Africa to the Chinese. Right. I just never thought it would be a lifestyle. I thought it would be a product or something. So I was always looking for that. But when I got to China, I realized that if there was one thing I could leave on China or leave with China mm -hmm. was how to live and enjoy life in nature mm -hmm. uh, in a healthy and sustainable way. And I guess my legacy will always be the fact that I took people out of the city and I took them to the mountains and I asked them to go back to the countryside where they had just spent the last 50 years of their lives trying mm. to leave the country and go back to the city. Uh, we reversed it. And uh, today I'm very glad that we've managed to show people that life in the countryside can be great and healthy and fun. 
And what do you think is unique about the Mogan Mountain that you decided to start Naked Stables there? I think you know, nature's unique everywhere as long mm. as you look at it correctly. And, and, and the beauty is in China, you know, people took it for granted. You know, they thought of the countryside as a place of poverty and we want to leave that. We want to go to the city. Right. Um, but in South Africa, we look at the countryside and nature in a very different set of eyes. Right. We appreciate it. And we love it. And um, so I, I don't think there is, you know, Morgan Shan, uh, Mount Morgan, that, that region mm. Uh, it's very beautiful, uh, but no more beautiful than other places. It's really just about how you how you embrace it and mm. how you make, in, in our case, how we got the local community to clean up the rivers and make the place a beautiful place. It's always beautiful. It's just how we look after it and how we present it. Right. Uh, today, it's more beautiful than ever because, you know, all the local community have realized that through tourism, and through keeping it beautiful, the entire place is more valuable. And so we all enjoy it more. Now, Coco, you are co-founder of Vine Tree Tourism, a Chinese eco-friendly boutique tourism destination market, and joined Vine Tree in 2015 since your return from Zambia. How is sustainability in ecotourism perceived different in East, West and South from your experience? Well, I think from Dao De Jing, that was written by the founder of Taoist Laozi, it already reads that for I am abstracted from the world, mm -hmm. the world from nature, nature from the way and the way from what is beneath abstraction. Although it didn't say sustainability, but it already catches the spirits of it. I think in every part of the world, we care basically very similar things, nature mm -hmm. and people. We might have different materiality issues to address in sustainability field. We may have different culture heritage to preserve. We might have different wildlife to protect, but the principles are always the same. But of course, there are many different kind of weight in value sure. of different topics in sustainability. For example, in China, mm -hmm. we have poverty alleviation task, mm -hmm. which I think does not exist in many Western countries. Mm. But in any way, I think sustainability is a holistic approach right. that needs standards. And that is one thing that shall be applicable globally. That's mm. going to be applicable in the Western, Eastern and the South. In Vine Tree's profile, you claim to, I'll put this in quotes and open quotes, promote responsible travel and sustainable tourism in China and deliver high quality ecological tourism experiences. Now, this may sound a bit intimidating for some conventional tourism marketers. Could you elaborate a bit on what this really means for a tourism marketer in practice. You're right. The core brand value of Vine Train is to create memorable moments mm. to high quality ecotourism experience. That's always in the heart of our brand value. But I don't think that is contradictory to what sustainable tourism principles really are. Mm. In fact, I think sustainability is not an option. It's a must. But you're right about the workload to achieve certain sustainability goal, especially in tourism industry. It's not as easy as ABC. Mm. That requires a lot of work. Mm. That is also the reason why when we built our Southern Silk Road camp located in Yunnan Gauligong Mountain area, mm -hmm. it took us about eight years to select appropriate sites. Eight? Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So building tiny camp, it might sound relevantly easy and mm -hmm. fast, but the difficult and time-consuming part 
is to find the right way to build it. Mm. Because you need to assess the local conditions to integrate all of the metrics into the site or into all of the decision making process, mm -hmm. including site selection, designing and planning stage. And then you have to monitor and um, the entire construction process. And you also need to integrate all the metrics into your operation stage. So it is not easy to offer a truly sustainable tourism products. And even for now, we're still working on improvement. Mm. So after eight years, we're still doing all of the work and trying to do a more sustainable. So sustainability for us, it's never an end or mm. a target. It's a journey. Mm. And also it, it needs to mention that about the workload, because there is no universal solution at all. Mm. We need to be innovative in every different project. Right, right. Yeah, for example, the Southern Silk Road camp located in Gauligon Mountain, mm -hmm. which is really rich in biodiversity. And it's also a very sensitive area too. We need to make sure we create very minimum negative impacts when we build and operate in that area. So we use high rise walkway mm -hmm. that elevates the tents about 10 meters above the ground. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to dig any trenches. We mm -hmm. hide all of the pipelines underneath the walkway. Mm -hmm. so you can also put kitchen, office, warehouse beneath the walkway that will largely help us to reduce the construction scale. In return, we reduce the negative impacts, right? True. And more importantly, the walkway can be built high enough because it's 10 meters above the ground. So it's high enough to sit exactly on top of an existing ranger's road. So we don't need to occupy more lands from the forests. Mm. So that's all of the innovative approaches that we apply in just one project. It's also worthy to mention about the energy supply. Sure. So we thought very early about using clean energy such as solar panel at the very beginning when we're designing the, the camp. Mm -hmm. But the fact is the camp itself is located in rainforest. There's no clear land for solar panels. The technology might be more advanced for now, but at the time we were planning and designing the camp, the only way we can use clean energy is to cut down the trees and make enough space for solar panels, which in fact, that will definitely damage the natural habitats. That's right, not what we want right, to do. Right, right, so right. we then choose to bury the power line along the existing mm -hmm. ranger's road, so which will connect the camp. Mm -hmm. directly to the grill. So this is by far the most effective way and the least negative impact way we can think to use to supply our energy. Hmm. So to, to give it a, a, a short summary, mm -hmm. so there is no universal best practice. Mm -hmm. It okay. leads the owner and the runner of the property to have sustainable mindset to consider what would be the best to do in different projects. You've given all this explanation. Yeah. You're a businesswoman. Why does going green make business sense for hotels? Well, I think going green is no longer an option. There are two main reasons. Okay. According to Trip.com very recent research paper, about 47.4% of the Chinese travelers are willing to pay 5% more for sustainable options. Right. That rate, particular rate in Europe is only 29.3%. Mm. More and more travelers in China are awakened, especially the younger generations. Mm. They start to realize that travel activities they do may do harm to the nature and the local community. Right. And they want to book with the hotel that are truly sustainable. That's on the market side, of course. But there's another main reason is from the regulatory side. Many big hotel chain groups are listed companies like mm. Hilton, Intercontinental, and many more. Mm. They are required to disclose their ESG performance according to certain standards. It becomes compulsory requirements in many, in several jurisdictions, including right. Hong Kong. Right. So if they don't do it well, 
the lower ESG rating may cause financial consequences. So either way, it's no more an option. It's a mm. must. No matter where you are, no matter how big you are, no matter how sustainable, and no matter whether you claim yourself as a sustainable escape or not, whether the sustainability is your selling point or not,、mm. you need to start working on sustainability transition right away. Wow, Grant. Ecologically speaking, how would you describe Naked Stables in terms of sustainability standards? Perhaps through balance of community development and biodiversity conservation. Yeah, it's a huge question. I mean, sustainability is ultimately many different factors. Right.、But、let's say you know, we leave something in a better place than when than we started with it, and、right. I, I think that's a key、uh, starting point.、Um, not just from a local community perspective, but also the environment. Right.、So、starting with the community, how does one really make a difference? And the way you make a difference is through engaging them in the economy. In doing that, you're able to include them in the economy, and they're actually become more successful in the process of doing it. And we brought in all our staff from the local community、mm-hmm. uh, today. You know, we're not like most other hospitality companies, which are bringing in people from abroad who have trained in Switzerland, etc. We actually take the locals and we teach them and train them up. And today, you know, that has made a huge contribution to. The area because a lot of those people who started working with us have actually started their own businesses in the area, and and so the whole region has become more successful. That's on a on a personal level.、Mm. I think on an environment level, it's where we took naked stables went to another level altogether. We were crazy enough at the start to think that we should try to build this resort under the standard of LEED Platinum. Now LEED was just a certification. We、right. looked at all the certifications in the world and we said, what's the most successful one? What is the biggest one? And what's the highest standard? Right. And we took the American code、uh, LEED and we chose Platinum. We said we're going to build、uh, the first LEED Platinum resort in Asia or、mm. anywhere. In fact, it'll be the second in the world. And and that meant that we had to reduce water consumption. Right.、Uh, I think it was forty percent. We had to reduce our energy consumption. And we had to use technologies to do that. So, how did we recycle water? How did we use our black water? The technology in those days was—you know—it was crazy to think that we could do these kind of things. We actually brought a lot of African technology, and we built rondovels、mm. um, in in the mountains. So we have forty. Round huts built with earth、oh, and clay,、okay. and use fat roofs. That different. We had to use bamboo and and different materials,、mm. but ultimately a very African idea. And we built villas that came off the mountain, elevated off the mountain,、mm. um, with、uh, all the foundations dug by hand with no excavators. And these are multi-million-dollar villas today.、Mm. So you know, we did lots and lots of technology to try to make a better environment and also to showcase. And today we made a museum available、mm. at our resort,、mm. uh, at that resort, to showcase other people, other developers, how to do what we did. So we don't want to keep that knowledge to ourselves. We want everyone to be embraced it and share it and use it.、Mm. And I'd like to know from you, Grant, how do you successfully regenerate and conserve the environment in Mogan Mountain, where Naked Stables is established? Yeah. Okay. That's a good question.、Um, one of the The historical facts of this area was that the original landscape, a lot was taken away by planting of bamboo. Today,、okay. you go into the mountain, you think, "Oh, look at this beautiful green mountains filled with bamboo." But the bamboo is actually not,、uh, you know, that's、uh, that was planted, and it、mm. becomes a bit like a desert. So, you know, very little lives in those bamboo forests,、uh, except for a couple of 
species of snakes. Um, so part of us was trying to bring back the natural environment mm. to the areas and by giving it more access. But, you know, the place is beautiful on its own. Most of what you need to do is just to make it accessible and bring more paths to the, the route. So we built a lot of trails where you can ride horses. So you can get to various vantage points and you just get there and you go, wow, this is beautiful, which you wouldn't have seen perhaps if you couldn't access it. It seems that there are a few people or none that understand all the, the implications and dimensions of the tourism activity. Should tourism professionals have a more general vision of tourism beyond their specific field? Absolutely right. As we discussed, that tourism professionals share understood what the impacts are of their travel activities. Mm-hmm. It is really their job to assess the impacts, to find a better way to, to reduce the negative impacts. While we're talking about communication gap, I think that's why ESG reporting framework becomes very useful in that context. Mm-hmm. If a tourism company is required to report its sustainability performance according to certain standards and that make the data comparable, mm. it's kind of a push for the tourism company to, to rethink what right, to do. Right. It might start from strategy creating, mm-hmm. KPI setting, stop training, transformation, uh, and then monitoring and the reporting. You cannot say I only care about economic return anymore. Mm, mm. But to be fair, sustainability is not just about impact mm-hmm. a tourism company creates to the nature and society. Mm. It also means the financial risks and the business opportunities that the sustainability issues may have on the company. Mm. For example, if your resort is built close to the sea, right, the right. climate change and the sea level rising may put your property at risk, right? Right, right. So if, you, if the travel products is agritourism products, mm-hmm. extremely weather, may do harm on agricultural products. You may no longer have such product anymore. Mm, mm, and true. also biodiversity loss may cause supply chain disruption. You may no longer have certain kind of food mm. to offer to your guests. Right. And meanwhile, it also can be opportunities. Like you may offer certain kind of volunteer programs mm-hmm. that attracts more tourists to come to African countries mm. and to contribute to nature conservation, especially at the high end customers that will be more attractive to them Mm, than mm. just the general sightseeing. Grant, are there any environmentally or eco-friendly events in Zhejiang province that you feel have impacted the establishment of ecotourism to this day? Uh, Yes, uh, well, uh, there there actually are a a lot. Uh, Red Bull hosts a few crazy downhill adventures, luging, there's triathlons, there's biathlons, there's cycle races all over the mountain. None of this was there. You know, in China, Mm. you go back 20 years, the communities in the mountains didn't have any access to, or didn't enjoy, or or didn't think this was a nice thing. It's through our... uh, uh, developments that um, that we've allowed people to come back and enjoy these things. And now you're seeing all these big events and everything coming up. Coco, from the Canada Sustainable Travel Handbook, you were invited to share your knowledge about sustainable tourism. And on the handbook, I took a quote, which I translated to English from Chinese. In opening quotes, it says, it is recommended to learn to be a responsible tourist in addition to exploring the history natural and cultural novelty to reduce the negative impact of travel on the environment close quote now my question is it seems communicating green to tourists is sometimes even more difficult than being green what tips 
can you provide to tourists and hotels that are committed to being more sustainable but don't know what to tell about it? Right. Thank you for the uh, for the quote and thank you for reading my writings and the travel handbook. To be honest, I don't think there's any secret tips. Sharing and education shall be essential in every tourism practice. Mm. You, you need to keep on communicating your sustainability efforts with your guests. So it's not just help you to earn customers' loyalty, but also help you to spread out the sustainable tourism knowledge. Mm. For example, like us, if you have a sustainable design, you need to show to the guests why you do it. If you provide small portion of food, your staff can talk to the guests when they are serving, mm. where the food's from and why it's in small portion. Mm. Maybe your reason is to avoid food waste. And mm. before starting every travel activity, you could have a very short briefing to the tourists in advance at the very beginning and then what to look for and what not to do. Mm. So not just at the front line. If sure. you have rich knowledge and sustainability, you should speak more and share more. That is also the reason why I write for many different magazines about sustainable tourism practices, such as Canada's Sustainable Travel Handbook you mm. mentioned about. Now, since it's green... Rural Revival Program initiated 20 years ago. Forest coverage in rural areas in the eastern Chinese province has exceeded 60%. Now, considering that China has a large population, what would be your comment on the progress made so far in terms of its approach to sustainability? Is there more that needs to be done, perhaps? Yeah, China has committed to heat peak emission by 2030 and carbon neutrality by 2060. Right. The, the 30-60 goal is actually very aggressive. Mm -hmm. We are many years behind Europe. As you know, that Europe started its climate action very early mm -hmm. and their net zero target is, is in 2050, mm. only 10 years ahead of us. But if you take a look at all of the environmental related campaigns and actions, and you will know that our government has been really serious about right. this. If you are a government official that you didn't perform your duty to protect our valuable natural resources, you will be removed from the position. Mm. If you have built anything that are in the biodiversity sensitive area or a protected area, you need to move out. So we might have sacrificed resources for economic development purpose in the past, mm -hmm. but now we need to gain it back. So our presidency proposed a very important two mountain series many years ago. Right. Lucy Waters and Lush Mountains are invaluable assets. Right. This become the guiding principles for Chinese companies to follow. And you mentioned about the rural revitalization, which also is very important in sustainability mm -hmm. in China. Mm -hmm. Because we care about people too. ESG does not really have E, but also S, right? right. So, but of course, we still have challenges. As you mentioned, we, as I mentioned earlier, we don't have compulsory ESG reporting framework, framework like the other countries mm -hmm. for now. And also our government is still developing certain standards, but that not that yet. Mm. Our public awareness towards many sustainability issues is not is still at a very early stage. We need more innovative solutions to tackle sustainability issues such as finding alternative materials and establish more industry sustainability standards like plastic standards and then water standards such as uh, that feed for China context. Right. And the, the most important thing is we often wrongly perceived sustainability as charity. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's, these are two different things. Charity is part of sustainability. It's not representing all. We definitely need warm heart to help to protect the nature, but that's not the whole concept of sustainability. Mm. 
for companies, especially travel companies, you need to evaluate your value chain to、mm. find out exactly who are your stakeholders to gain their insights and opinions in your sustainability strategy setting,、mm. and what are the materially sustainable topics: water, land, biodiversity, climate change. And many more.、Mm-hmm. And what are your real impacts on the nature and the social?、Mm-hmm. And then the company can set the strategy and targets and KPIs and goals, and then try to find a way to achieve it. Grant, you're from South Africa. Are there potential areas that China and South Africa can work together in terms of environment protection? In your opinion? Oh, absolutely,、uh, absolutely. When I first got to China, I, I thought that you know I was coming with all the the, the answers.、Mm. Um, I realized that China has so much to teach、uh, the rest of us.、Uh, the green technologies that are available in China today,、uh, just an interesting statistic, which would, you know blow your mind away, that China produces more green energy. Uh, power energy, which is very important in for South Africa, for example,、mm. China produces more green energy than the whole world combined.、Uh, if you added up every country's green energy, including all the hydro, electric, wind, solar, even the geothermal's that you get from the Nordic countries, add it all together, and China still produces more than the whole world. So if we if we are to do anything, we could go to China just to learn how to produce power, and China can come to South Africa to learn. How we look after the environment、mm. and how we create experiences like what we've done at Naked.、Uh, there are much more and amazing、uh, facilities in South Africa, from the game lodges to the the, the the you know the way we where I grew up in the garden route,、uh, the walks that we did,、uh, the otter trail, the in the Titsikama. There's so many things we could teach、uh, the Chinese about how basic things can be. There's、uh, South Africa and China are destined to share a lot more than they do already.、Mm. And where do you see the future of ecotourism heading over the next decade in Zhejiang, where Naked Stable is situated, and how do you hope to be part of this future? Well, you know, if you went back 20 years, 20 years almost、uh, to this day. Uh, when I read my first ever、uh, five-year plan, which is a, a government uh, uh, plan that is put forward by the the the, the Chinese government,、mm-hmm. uh, that plan stated that、uh, developing the green economy, specifically green GDP, as、mm. the Chinese like to call it, tourism GDP, was a was a the second on the list of top. Uh, items that needed to be done. Right. And that was 20 years ago. So Zhejiang Province today is a massive leader in green tourism and environmental tourism. There is so many different types of hotels and resorts and places that you can see across that province.、Um, and then you know the province of Zhejiang is 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 bigger GDP than the whole of South Africa. So it's a it's a massive place with、uh, so much.、Uh, For us to learn from,、mm. uh, I think that it's going to continue to grow from strength to strength.、Uh, there are the leaders in China, that province、uh, by far, the leaders in China and green on environmental tourism. I believe that see more coming from Zhejiang, and we ourselves, Naked, continue to develop resorts in Zhejiang. Mr. Grant and Ms. Coco Tang, thank you so much for sharing your insights here on China Africa Talk on ecological environments suitable for ecotourism. Wish you good luck. You're very welcome, Mr. Grant. Good luck with.、Naked. Naked stables. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.